Hello everyone, welcome to Fact Check It, a podcast where you get to ask questions and we get verified experts around the world to share the facts. My name is Ben McNeil and I'm your host. Today is our MetaFact Review Edition. It's where we go much deeper to review a topic chosen by our members. So MetaFact is 100% funded by our individual members and we thank all of them. If you'd like to become a member and support us while receiving exclusive member-only benefits, you can learn more at metafact.io slash memberships. We gathered more than 30 of the world's top researchers in gastroenterology, microbiome, and nutrition to share the facts about probiotics. From a healthy diet to the miraculous health benefits claimed by companies selling probiotics, our goal in this review is to give you the latest science-backed knowledge you need to know to live a smarter, healthier life. So let's get straight into it. 48.4 billion dollars. That's the estimated amount people spend around the globe on probiotics. That includes sales of supplements, yogurt, and other food products. Probiotics are living organisms which, in most cases, are similar to the beneficial microorganisms found in the human intestines. They are often referred to as friendly bacteria or good bacteria. And yet, for all that money spent, scientists don't all agree on whether probiotics are all that beneficial to your health. The World Health Organization defines probiotics as live microorganisms which, when administered in adequate amounts, confer a health benefit on the host. In theory, probiotics restore diversity to a person's microbiome, which helps regulate the immune system and reduce inflammation. But the FTC and other consumer protection agencies around the world have repeatedly slapped down companies for making unproven health claims about their products. The science is mixed. It's not hard to find studies where patients experience positive results after taking probiotics to treat diarrhea caused by inflammatory bowel syndrome, chemotherapy, and antibiotics. But scientists have pointed out that many of these studies rely on small sample sizes, while other studies suggest that many probiotics don't make it past the stomach's acids into the intestines. Meanwhile, wellness gurus around the world tout probiotics as the cure for any number of ailments. So we decided to turn to our experts at Medifact, asking them to assess a number of claims ranging from whether probiotics can treat IBS to whether there are any side effects for you to worry about. Origin story. For hundreds of years, people have been consuming foods that are supposed to promote good digestive health. But the modern science around probiotics is typically traced back to a guy named Eli Mechnikov. An immunologist and Nobel laureate, Mechnikov theorized in the early 1900s that a person's health could be improved by introducing good bacteria to the gut's microbiome via yogurt. His ideas languished for a time, but they began to gain steam in the 1990s when the modern probiotics industry was born. As a 2013 article in the journal Frontiers in Public Health recalled, Mechnikov's concept laid the foundation for fecal transplantation. But that same article notes that Mechnikov's work has spawned plenty of fringe medical theories about the role the gut plays in any number of ailments, both real and imagined. Consensus. Do probiotics make it past the stomach? In order for probiotics to be beneficial, they must be able to make it to the gastrointestinal tract. There are two related questions we needed to verify. The first, do probiotics actually make it past the stomach? Some experts have cast doubt as to whether the bacteria in probiotic supplements can survive the acids found in the stomach. 
And the second question, if they do make it to the intestines, do probiotic organisms spend any meaningful amount of time there? So let's start with the first question. All of our experts agree that probiotics generally make it past the stomach, but the time of day when you take the probiotic can help in determining how much of the bacteria navigates all the way through to your digestive tract. Although the pH of the gut is generally considered to be highly acidic, i.e. about 3.5 to 5 on the pH scale, studies have shown that following a meal, the pH of the stomach can rise to a range of 4 to 6 on the pH scale, noted Case Western Reserve University professor Mahmoud Ghanem. Approximately two hours after eating, the pH then returns to pre-ingestion levels. What does this mean? This indicates that taking your probiotic after a meal makes sense since the acidity will decrease. So probiotic microorganisms do make it to the gut, but do they stay there for very long? Highly unlikely. Actually, it is quite difficult to get new strains to establish in a healthy bacterial gut community, writes Technical University of Denmark professor Tin Licht, which is actually a good thing because it means that the healthy community is robust and difficult to alter, he says. How long can you expect the probiotics to remain in your gut? Dr. Ashok Kumar Patanak's research found that the probiotic effect disappears within a fortnight of its withdrawal from the diet. The most common bacteria found in probiotics are lactobacilli and bifidobacteria, and Philippe Langella, an expert from Institut National de la Recherche Agronomique, estimated that they could persist in the gut between two to three days for lactobacilli and five to seven days for bifidobacteria. That's not to say there aren't specific cases where probiotics could colonize the gut for a longer period. Tony Gabaldon, an expert from the Institute for Research in Biomedicine in Barcelona, explained that in cases where there's already low diversity or an unbalanced ecosystem, the probiotic has a better chance to colonize the niche. For example, a patient could experience low bacteria diversity after taking antibiotics, which leads us to our next set of questions. The consensus can diarrhea caused by IBS, antibiotics, and cancer be treated by probiotics? While there are plenty of people who take probiotics year-round, it shouldn't be surprising that many turn to the supplements whenever they're suffering from digestive issues. Matterfact users wondered whether there was much scientific evidence that probiotics actually help with these ailments. Let's start with IBS, for short, irritable bowel syndrome, which can cause a mixture of diarrhea and and constipation. Emma Allen Verco, an expert from University of Guelph, argues that, quote, repeated studies have failed to find any convincing differences in the gut microbiota compared to the healthy population. Part of the problem, she writes, is that doctors still don't completely understand the cause of IBS, so it's impossible to determine what bacteria, if any, would help in treating it. Other experts weren't so polite in their assessment of claims that probiotics can help treat IBS. This literature is a pile of of garbage, writes Tom McDonald, a professor of immunology at Queen Mary University of London. IBS comes in two forms, constipation and diarrhea. It has no reliable readouts apart from symptom scores and there is a huge placebo rate in trials. So why does he think some studies show a positive impact for IBS patients? It is because there is a bunch of gastroenterologists out there who make a living out of, uh, out of IBS and who review each other's papers and invite each other to meetings. There's also a big problem that different studies use different probiotic bacteria or combinations. So to do a meta-analysis, 
you need to stick to the same probiotic, but frequently dosing is different between studies. What about attempts to recolonize the gut after antibiotic treatment? Here are experts when we're mixed in their assessments. Dr. Hannah Wardle, an expert from the University of Adelaide, argues that studies have been largely supportive of probiotic use after antibiotics, but most of them don't differentiate between dead and alive bacteria, nor does it assess the functional aspects of the microbiome. As such, the results simply show that there is a greater presence of microbes in the stool. Kate Seacombe, another expert who's also from the University of Adelaide, pointed to a study suggesting that probiotics can actually hinder the gut from recolonizing with healthy bacteria after antibiotics treatment. So overall, she says, the jury is still out on this. But if you are otherwise healthy, you may be best off letting your microbiome restore itself, helped along with a varied diet, including lots of fiber. People undergoing cancer treatment also experience diarrhea as a result of their treatment, whether it's radiotherapy or chemotherapy. Again, our experts weren't sure that probiotics could provide much help. Hannah Wardle and her team conducted a large analysis of all studies looking at probiotics in the prevention of diarrhea caused by cancer therapy, but were unable to show any benefit. University of Adelaide's Kate Seacom noted that many cancer treatments now involve immunotherapy, which are much more reliant on the gut microbiome for their effect. With our current understanding, taking probiotics is risky because we don't know how to properly modulate the microbiome to fine-tune their effects. She pointed to a study that's shown people using probiotics had a poorer response to this immunotherapy treatment. Should healthy people take probiotics? So we've addressed the role probiotics can play in treating several ailments, but what if you had a pretty normal digestive system? Should you still take probiotics? Is it safe to take them? Most of our experts agreed that, at worst, probiotics are mostly harmless and will pass through you without any negative effects. Hannah Wardle, the expert from University of Adelaide, pointed out two studies regarding this subject. The first, from the European Journal of Clinical Nutrition, reported high levels of good bacteria in the participants' guts but this was not associated with any tangible health benefit. In fact, as soon as the participants stopped taking their probiotics, the beneficial effects of the microbiome vanished. The second study, published in Cell, found that healthy people who were given probiotics actually see their gut bacteria suffer. Again, not surprising, writes Wardle. Often probiotics are recommended to people after they have antibiotics to help restore their gut flora. But this study actually showed that probiotics slowed down or delayed restoration of their gut bacteria. The researchers found that it's actually more beneficial to administer a fecal transplant of healthy stool, ideally taken from the patient prior to the antibiotics regimen. Mansell Williams-Griffiths, an expert from University of Guelph, noted that several probiotic studies with pigs showed positive health effects, but other experts wondered why you'd want to introduce new microbiomes into a healthy ecosystem. As long as the host is already healthy and the gut microbiota is already in a homeostatic state, there's no need as such to introduce foreign bacterium, even if it has been found to be beneficial for some people into your already healthy gut, writes Ravinda Nagpal, a research fellow at Wake Forest School of Medicine. Several of our experts pointed out that whatever your position is on probiotics, they can't serve as a stand-in for a healthy lifestyle. Taking probiotics without addressing lifestyle issues like stress, exercise, and sleep is not enough, writes Case Western Reserve University's Mahmoud Ghanum. So I recommend that you address these issues and eat a traditionally balanced diet that is low glycemic, rich in fiber, and low in sugar. Quick answers. Do probiotics affect mental health? Hard to say, but unlikely. 
Are probiotics effective in the treatment of pochitis? It seems likely. Are probiotics necessary for a healthy microbiome? No. Is a high-fiber diet good for the microbiome? Absolutely. Are there side effects of taking probiotics daily? This was an answer by Candice Quinn, an expert from the University of British Columbia in gastroenterology. While probiotics are a multi-billion dollar industry, there is little evidence to show that supplementing infants provides any health benefits. We conducted an observational study where 35 of 86 participating mothers self-administered probiotics during breastfeeding, as well as directly to their infants. The primary objective was to determine if probiotic exposure influenced the infant's fecal microbiome with the secondary objective to assess associated changes to the mother's breast milk immunity and infant health. Analysis of infant fecal microbiome throughout the first six months of life revealed that probiotics were associated with higher abundances bifidobacterium at week one only. Short-chain fatty acid production and predicted metagenomic functions of the microbial communities were not altered. While probiotics did not alter breast milk immune markers, fecal responses were higher among probiotic-supplemented infants. Surprisingly, this was not associated with better health outcomes, as the probiotic cohort had high incidences of mucosal-associated illness as toddlers. This retrospective clinical comparison suggests that probiotic exposure during infancy has limited effects on gut microbial composition, yet is associated with increased infection later in life. These correlative findings caution against probiotic supplementation during infancy until rigorous, controlled follow-up studies determining that their safety and efficacy have occurred. The takeaways. Probiotic companies are routinely fined by consumer protection agencies, so be wary of any marketing claims they make. Two, regardless of whether they help you, taking probiotics probably won't harm you. Three, different probiotics companies use different strains of bacteria, so it's difficult for science to deliver a verdict on whether they carry many benefits. Four, there's some evidence to suggest probiotics help in treatment of certain ailments, but plenty of experts express doubt on this subject. Five, probiotics will never replace a good diet that consists of plenty of fruits and vegetables. Thanks for listening. My name is Ben McNeil, and always remember, may the facts be with you.